Welcome to the freaking ridiculous podcast, episode eight. Crazy that I'm still going and I'm not stopping. Play that intro. Freaking what? Freaking ridiculous. Freaking ridiculous. Got it, Corey. Well, Corey, let's go for the win. That's freaking ridiculous. <laughs> Welcome back to the freaking ridiculous podcast. No guests this week, just me, but that's all right because I kind of have a lot to talk about. I was on vacation last week, so I was doing a lot of things. What I mean a lot, just like one main thing and a little little bit of like mishaps or like surprises on the way. So one of like the big events that I did was I wanted to get on the paddleboard somewhere and just explore and just try something new, I guess. So I ended up going to... A little conservation area. I'm pretty sure it was called Rockwood Rockwood Conservation Area. It's over by yeah, it was over by Guelph. And they have like this nice little area with like a kind of like a lake in the middle. Well, I mean middle, it's just on the outside. Whatever. I left around I don't really remember, but I got there around two. So I get there, I pay the person who's guarding the whole area. How much was like seven bucks, which was not bad. You're driving up and you're like met with like a fork in the road and there's a sign. So I'm looking like where where should I park? So there's a sign and it had like all these things where all these other things are like the campsites, parking and all that stuff. So I was looking at the parking. I saw the parking and it was just like go to straight ahead. Okay. So I went straight ahead, went all the way. There was a car in front of me. So I'm just following him all the way up. These terrible speed bumps are like everywhere. They're like a good like almost like a foot and a half up on the road. So like you're oh it's just you're gonna scrape the like the understuff under your car. Anyways, I'm following this car and he hits a speed bump and he loses something from underneath his car. I'm laughing in my car. He gets out, picks it up, and just like throws his hands up in the air. I'm just starting laughing. I'm like, bro, I know these speed bumps are terrible. But he picks it up, parks to the side. I go forward. So I get to the parking area and there's just like hills or I should say like uh, different levels of the parking area. So you kind of like roll up to the top and you park at the top or go down the hill a little bit to hit the another level. There was a third level, which would be the closest to the stairs or whatever to get down to the beach. But I didn't know that because I since I, I haven't been here before. So I'm still like kind of lost. And I'm like, man, I'm going to have to pump my paddleboard up and bring it all the way down there just to launch. And like, it's not just my paddle. I like I have bags and all that, too. I want to bring on the board as well. So I'm like, I don't know if it'd be worth it. So I just sit in my car, just think a little bit, pull up a map on my phone just so I know where to go. And I'm looking at this and I'm like, hmm, it said this was like the only parking back over here. So I was just a little bit confused. So instead of pumping right away, I walked down there just to see what was like down there. And I go check and there's a whole bunch of people swimming there. It's all blocked, like blocked off where the swimming area is from like the lake. I'm like, there's no way I launch here. I don't see anyone else there launching or anything. So I head back up and I get back in my car and I look at this map one more time. And it says there's a parking area over on the other side. So instead of going straight right at the fort, it could have like turned left in a way. 
and that's where like where the better parking is so get my car turn around go back over there it's just weird because i didn't see a parking symbol for like the left side but anyways so i head back over there i see the parking area park there and i'm like man this is even further from the water so instead of pumping again i walk all the way down this hill which is like a 90 degree incline 90 degree incline or decline i don't think it matters anyways i walk down there it's just like oh my god it's so it's so steep i'm like tired already so i get down there and i finally see people launching down there with all like their canoes and all that stuff i'm like yep this is where i'm supposed to be so anyways i just uh, i go down a little bit further to see if i can park down there because on the map it did have a parking area but i wasn't sure so i double check it and yep there's parking down there so i'm like awesome bunch of parking spaces no problem so now i have to walk all the way up this hill and it's just like bro i'm like already done for the day <laughs> it's just it was just too much for me at the moment especially like i didn't even like, like i was i was in my car for basically two and a half yeah i think it was like a little bit over two hours or something like that so i'm like oh already like not stretched and just stiff anyways walk up all the way back up at this hill get in my car bring the car down there park it's a bunch of these old ladies just talking about life and i remember one was just like yeah now he's like in jail and uh, i just i don't know what to do and then the other woman's there's like it's all right honey it's it's just part of life <laughs> jesus christ where am i anyway so i pop the trunk get my board out pump it up there's a little area there where i can put my board in worked all good tied up my bags to it and headed out uh i'm still on like the i'm still kind of nervous about standing up in front of people because i don't know if it's gonna go real backwards real fast you know so i don't want to embarrass myself so i just stayed on my knees and just paddled out a little bit more so i like because like the lake was like splitting into like little rivers i guess like little waterways you it's like i don't know maybe like a car length big or whatever so i'm like i'll just get over there and then i'll start standing up so i don't embarrass myself in front of all these people launching and all that stuff so anyways i paddle over there and i see like another paddler paddling towards me I'm like okay i definitely don't want to stand up now because he's he's gonna probably make fun of me if i fall in right jokes on me because i'm on like on my knees on my board he's already probably making fun of me so anyways he passed a little bit and i just stand up right away and it just comes so natural now i I don't even feel any pressure anymore. I should be fine next time I go, but better safe than sorry, you know? Anyways, I'm standing up and there's like this guy with his girlfriend and dog on his board. It's like, oh my God, this guy's like the king of paddling boarding over here. He says hi. I'm like, yo, what's up? He's like, you've been here before? I'm like, no. He's like, this is my first time too. It's pretty cool here. I'm like, yeah, it's pretty cool. So anyways, I'm paddling here. In the picture of this place, the water looked a little bit better. But I guess that's like not now, you know, it was kind of murky. I was like, oh, my paddleboard is going to get so dirty from all like this moss and stuff just floating on the water. And I also noticed a lot of like fallen trees in the water, too. And I have like the I have like bottom fins on my board. So I was like, I got to be really careful around here because some of the parts are pretty shallow and I just want to get stuck and fly off the board, you know. So I was paddling around. It was like uh, I went on like on a monday so i wasn't too busy but there was enough people out there where it was it was like a healthy amount of people i should say so i was paddling around 
doing my thing. And then I got to like the very, the farthest I could have went. Like I hit the end of the lake on the other side because I docked in from, say, like the starting point. Now I hit the end or whatever. And they had like this little loop around. And I see like this weird thing on this rock. And I'm like, what is that? I didn't know what it was. So I started paddling closer. I'm like, is that a turtle? And it was totally a turtle just chilling on a rock. This thing was huge. It had to be like a, it was like the size of a good sized frisbee, you know, just chilling on a rock. I was like, man, I haven't seen a turtle this big in a long time. So I started paddling up closer to that and I get my phone out and all that. And my phone was like in a waterproof case. So I put it in, like it was in the case, right? And then I had like a lanyard thing. So I just put it around my neck, flipped the, uh, flipped my phone around. So the camera was like facing where I was paddling to, like a, like a GoPro, like it was like point of view, I guess. So I start paddling over to this turtle and this thing's huge. I'm like, if this thing flies off and jumps on my board, it could kill me. Definitely. So I get a little bit closer and the camera's just like, not really doing the justice right now because it kind of looks, I was still like pretty far away from it. But like in the moment, I was like a good two feet away from it. I was like, yeah, this thing could jump off this rock onto my board. I don't want to get any closer than that. But I'm looking at it, I'm like, it doesn't look like a snapping turtle, but realize like looking back at it now in the footage, it's like it had the black head, but I'm so used to like the pointed face i guess where it's like i don't know how to explain it pincers in a way does that make sense i don't know but yeah i didn't see it on that turtle so i say goodbye to the turtle or whatever turn around start heading back and it's already been like a good 45 minutes on the water oh and uh and before reaching the turtle there was like these two guys from definitely from toronto they had the accent and everything you know and they're like yo dude do you know like why there's like holes in this like rock and it was like little like bird nests like the birds that like kind of stay in the wall or like in the sand or whatever have the little like hole nest things and they're like they're just tripping out over it and i'm like yeah those are like birds nests and like oh that's so cool man and i was like yeah they're pretty aggressive just to scare them a little bit you know but i'm not sure if they are so like like really and they started like backing up a little bit. I thought it was so funny. Anyways, I'm just past the turtle now. And I thought it'd be a little bit dangerous because there's there's a lot of rocks in the water just pointing out. And like you can kind of like go around them because the water was just like tight enough where you can fit. Maybe my board could fit there. So I was like doing risky stuff like that. Especially there was like no one there where I was. I'm paddling there. And it's just like, ooh, I'm going to hit this rock for sure. But no, I make it. It just felt really cool. Felt like a pro, you know. So I was paddling back and this whole, this canoe of like kids and dad, a bunch, yeah, just like a bunch of kids and like their dad was like in the back or whatever to start walking up and there's this like kid in the middle. He's like looking at me. He's like, wow, he's a pro. Um, I started laughing right away. I'm like, yeah. And then I told him about the turtle. I'm like, yeah, go back over there. You'll see a gigantic turtle sitting on a rock. And the kid just like, who cares? We already saw a turtle. It's like, geez, buddy, this one's different. I was just telling them how big it was. And they're like, no way. I was just trying to get these kids to get all excited about this turtle and just have a destination, you know? Anyways, they fly by. And I find like another like little, uh, I don't even know what to call it at this point. 
another like little waterway. I go in there. There's like tree branches in the way. So I'm like, okay, maybe I should sit down so I don't like get blocked and fly off the board. They weren't too bad. So I just kind of pushed them out of the way. And it was like this little private, not like a divot, but like, I don't know, just like a little water circle. <laughs> Who cares? So I had this idea where I can take my lanyard off with my phone and just like stick it on a tree branch so I could like film it from there instead of like filming it just from like my point of view so you kind of see like the full body you know so I'm filming that it goes pretty good I'm like damn that's a really good idea so I was like maybe I'll try it like somewhere somewhere more open because this was like a tight little waterway here so I take my phone off there everything went smooth and then I find another branch out in the open water and there's like a bunch of people fishing on the side and stuff. I'm like, that's pretty dope. So I find this branch perfectly in the middle of this water. Put it on there. Put my phone. Couldn't really keep myself there while I put it on. And I'm trying to keep, keep the phone still too. Because if the phone wasn't like on something while like wrapped around the branch, it started like twisting and turning because like the wind and all that stuff. So I had to make sure I was like secured and just was like kind of stuck and filming from one place so i finally get that start paddling around in a circle and these bunch of amateurs amateurs start paddling or coming up to me i'm like they're gonna block my shot for sure and it's just like get two old oh, i shouldn't say old but middle-aged people coming around in this inflatable canoe they're twisting and turning i don't think they know what they're doing the guy looks cracked out not gonna lie so I just noticed them like, they're going to steal my phone off that branch. They're going to steal it. So I'm just keeping my eyes on them. And I'm like, they're totally ruining the shot. So then the guy <laughs> looking at the footage, the guy's just like staring at my phone. And I can't really hear what they're saying, but they're loud enough where the phone could pick it up. And they're like, oh my God, is that a phone? Why is there a phone there? Like, no way. Is it, is it on? And I'm just staring at them like, what are they going to do with it? And on the footage, she's, she keeps on talking about it. And then they get just past the camera. Oh, by the way, they already ruined the shot. They flew by like as close as they could. I'm like, Jesus. And all of a sudden, the girl's like, are you filming? And I'm, I'm like, yeah, I am. You say, oh, my gosh. You're going to look back on this and hear all my ridiculousness. I'm like do you watch the podcast like that's my name my podcast you just shouted out there and she's like really i'm like yeah you want to be on she's like totally no that's not how it went but when she said that i was like that was kind of kind of weird i was like how'd you how'd you know anyways i thought that'd be a really cool soundbite to put in later because it just sounded so unreal and so perfect so shout out to them and yeah, so I packed up the phone, did one more lap worth, no one interrupting it, got the phone and headed back. So I was probably like out in the water for a good three, three hours, I think I was. So I thought that wasn't too bad for the time I was there. And it, oh, you know, it was about to start to, it was like spitting a little bit too. So I was like, that's why I kind of packed up a little bit earlier. I could have stayed out there a little bit longer for sure. But yeah, I head back and everything was all good. I had uh fill in my car of gas because I was running pretty low too. And there's a perfectly convenient gas station right out from the exit of the park. And I pull up there and there's a cop car filling up. And I'm kind of sketched out. 
So I'm filling up there. I'm just looking at this car, this cop car. And I get back in and I start like going out and this car starting to follow me. I'm like, oh no, what did I do? Like I didn't do anything. So I'm just timing my uh, exit out of the gas station. So there's a couple cars like behind, behind me, you know? So anyways, I do that and the cop car pulls out like he's stuck there for a bit. I'm like, thank God. And I finally get out of there. I don't know, just kind of on the edge when that happens. There's a lot of corrupt cops out there, you know? He didn't look corrupt, but I'm just saying I just don't really trust trust that guy, especially for following me. It kind of sketched me out because he could have he left at any time. Like, he wasn't filling up his car. He was just chilling in the gas. What? I can't think of words today. I cannot. Yeah, just at the pump, you know? But he decides to leave right when I leave, and I'm like, oh, boy. So, yeah, that was, like, basically my vacation. I went to the mall a couple of times. Oh, and I, I had Taco Bell at the mall. And not going to lie, it was long overdue for sure. <laughs> not going to lie. I got like the big, the special big box at the time. So good. But that reminds me of a story. Like when I was back in high school, I had just got my G2. And um, so and I also had like my own car at the time too. I thought I was so cool with just driving around with my own car and all that stuff. And I just enjoyed like just the time alone. Cause like you really appreciate, like I remember seeing like just a meme where it's just like the best times are like when you're in the car alone, just chilling. Right? Like right when you get home after work or something like that, you'd stay in the car just for a little bit longer. It feels like a safe area. No one's, it's so private, I guess. But anyways, I thought it'd be a good idea to drive to Taco Bell late at night just to get something to eat but that like that'd be like the whole trip keep in mind like i'm in high school i barely have like any money or whatever anyways i head there i go up to the till and the girl's like uh what can i get you and i'm like oh can i i started to think to myself i'm like maybe just getting like a normal taco meal wouldn't be really worth it so i was like i need to get a lot i need to get like a haul to bring back home so I look at the menu and I saw the party pack and I'm like, yep, that's what I'm going for. That party pack's like 10 tacos, two drinks, four fries. There's a whole big ass meal. So I'm like, can I get the party pack? And she's like, excuse me? like, And she starts laughing at me. I'm like, and keep in mind, I'm like not the biggest dude in the world, you know? So she starts laughing. I'm, and I'm like, I'm the only one there. So she's like probably thinking, there's no way he meant to he meant to say the party pack. So I insist, I'm like, I want the party pack. And the girl says, Are you serious? I'm like, Yeah, I'm serious. So she puts it in. I get my party pack and leave. I bring it back home. Uh put it in my lunch for tomorrow, you know, for school. And I start flexing, you know, because having Taco Bell in whatever grade that was is kind of a flex. No regrets there. I asserted dominance there, and I think Taco Bell should respect that. For real. So also on my vacation, that was like the main stuff I did. Just went to the mall and went to like that uh, conservation area. But uh, I started watching Netflix a little bit more and just checking what's on there. I watched a couple documentaries and uh, TV series. It was like really, really interesting stuff. The TV series was Snubba Cash or something like that. Some... Some Swedish show. All did like in Swedish and all that stuff. 
and it's just about like drugs and stuff and this the main story is about this girl who has like this business and she wants to like do a startup and she needs investors and all that stuff but like her boyfriend with was like part of like the whole drug trade and all that stuff he's like a drug boss or whatever anyways i won't spoil too much i I found that really interesting i'm pretty sure the second season's coming out pretty soon so i'm pretty excited and the intro to that show is like so baller it's got me so hyped um i also watched a documentary about the kid who made like this drug this buy and sell drug website thing that where you just get like order to your house and all that stuff and buy drugs straight from this website and it was such a crazy thing yeah so this kid was just selling drugs he was 14 or 15 at the time i think i think oh hold on i think the documentary is called uh shiny flakes because that was the name of the website shiny flakes i don't know i just found it really interesting the best part about that documentary is that they actually have the kid there explaining and doing like uh demonstrations of what he did at the time and yeah he was like 14 15 when he made the website and he was doing it for at least like four or five years just doing it all he was a one-man show he said he'd wake up he just it was really hard for him to sleep because he'd wake up and he would see on his uh website that he has like ten thousand orders like thousands of orders to do for that day but anyways he ends up getting caught because he lets he has like some people in like his little inner circle that would help just mail out the drugs and one of those people got caught and then kind of snitched out from there but anyways he's like out of jail already and the way you would buy the drugs and all that stuff was was is with Bitcoin and all that. So he had a he had a whole bunch of Bitcoin wallets that like the FBI seized. In the end of the documentary, he's like still kind of rich, and people are wondering why he's so rich still. And the interviewer is just like, "So, do you have any more Bitcoin wallets? Like, how much did you make?" And he's like, "I don't know if I have another Bitcoin. Like, you guys found them all, right?" And he's just like so sus about it. But you definitely know he has another wallet out there that they didn't find with tons of Bitcoin in it, and he's just living his life at the time, in the moment, you know? So I thought that was really cool. And uh, I started listing down some of the movies I really wanted to watch. Most of the movies have uh, Leonardo DiCaprio in it, which was kind of weird to me. But um, also, I had uh, the John Wick series in it, because I haven't, I haven't watched any of them, but I was, it was something I'm interested in, but at the same time, it's like, no rush, because... The trailers and all that stuff is just like it's really action packed, but like I'm kind of more I need more of a story. Anyways, I ended up watching the first one, and I'll try not to do any spoilers here, but not gonna lie, this is in the description of Netflix where it says his wife dies, John Wick's wife dies, and his dog gets killed, and he goes on this rampage. But anyway, this dog, this dog, is the most perfect dog. They. They couldn't make this dog any more perfect in the movie. He didn't bark, or when he did bark, it was like a little rough. It's like, like it wasn't annoying. He was just saying, the dog was just so smart, man. In the movie, there's one scene that kind of captivated me. And I had to like pause and go back because I had to appreciate what this dog has done. John Wick lets his dog out. And this dog 
poops the perfect poop I have ever seen in cinema. It was so perfect. It's the perfect drawing of a poop ever. Just a nice little swirl. Just chilling in the grass there. Totally CGI, but I really appreciate that. They really sold that dog as the perfect dog ever. And then when it dies, it's like, what the hell? And then you're you're on the same side of John Wick. That's basically what the movie does, all because of this perfect dog. I give that movie like a good solid uh seven point five eight around there. Lacks story and it's kinda ridiculous at some points, but definitely if you're signing up for an action movie, you're signing up for an action movie, you know? You'll probably watch the rest of them. I think there's two more. So two episodes ago, I, I talked about Kanye on his Donda listening party and all that stuff. Moving forward, he's had two more listening parties. Still no album drop. The saga is at an all-time high. Like His arc is out of this world and i'm enjoying every little piece of it i would enjoy the album more but this is what i got so i'll give you a little bit of a rundown of what happened so far so listening party one was pretty normal had the red puffy coat on and didn't release the album it was like half of an album listening party and it's just like a whole mess the first one so anyway second listening party is still in the same mercedes-benz arena or stadium i should say but he has like this he's really showing that like he's living in the stadium so like the stage that he had was like his bed a little nightstand like what he would sleep in at the stadium and he started doing push-ups and he changes like the whole theme to like this black mask with like a bulletproof vest and all that stuff pretty tough stuff and he has weights up there too and he starts like doing push-ups while these all these songs are going off and the songs are just like polished to the max it sounds so good and since the first one was such a mess and they kind of cut it halfway you get it we got to listen to like the second half of the album and it's just oh i'm so excited for it so yeah the second listen party is over everyone's expecting the album to drop again he's like yep it's finally finished for sure it doesn't drop it doesn't drop and i don't know why he didn't wouldn't have dropped it because it sounded perfect there. Maybe one or two things. Oh yeah, on stage he he called like someone on stage just to fix something from one of the songs that he was listening to. It's just like, oh what the heck. But anyways, doesn't drop it. And this is when Kanye loses his mind. The next two weeks, he'll be posting on his Instagram these random cryptic messages. And the first alarming one is this text group that he created and he sends a picture of the joker with this like paragraph under it he's it's basically saying that these nerd ass jocks are bullying him and he's sick of it and it's like his time to shine and it's just like what is going on is connie gonna like it's like some pumped up kick sort of vibes here so he goes on this whole Joker arc. That's what people are calling it. And he starts going off. And in that conversation with the Joker picture, it says that he added Pusha T to the conversation as well. So there was like eight people in that group text. That it gets very heated in between Drake and Kanye. And especially 
when you see Pusha T getting added to the conversation. Pusha T made a diss track and like five years ago about Drake, and I'm pretty sure he still hates him. A lot of a lot of heat there. Anyways, Kanye put posts some more stuff on his Instagram, and he actually posts um a picture of Drake's location, like straight up doxes him, which is crazy, and then deletes it like right after. It's just such a crazy like Kanye just doesn't want Drake to be around. The best analogy I heard of the situation was like, say Drake and Kanye or like just the people in Kanye's circle versus like just Drake. Because like everyone in Kanye's circle just kind of doesn't want Drake to be around. But anyways, it's like Kanye and Drake are about to box like in a boxing match. And like that's kind of like the rap game. So it's just like a normal duke it out, make your diss tracks, do your little disses through your songs, but keep in the music, you know? But the thing is that Kanye doesn't wants to take it like a step more. So he's gonna be wearing like brass knuckles on the under his glove. Imagine being in Drake's situation where you hear that, that they have brass knuckles under their gloves, and you're you're not planning to do that at all. So you kind of like back away from the fight because you don't want to take the fight. You don't want to take the risk of like dying at all, which makes a lot of sense, which is a pretty smart move for Drake. But it's just like, that's why Drake doesn't, doesn't want to really get into this conversation and really take it up to another level. I thought that was a really good analogy there. That all happens. Joker arc happens. He announces that he'll be doing another listening party in Chicago this time. The man's touring at this point with this album, even though it has, hasn't even dropped. So yeah, I watched Listening Party number three last night. Man, it was a, uh, it was like on a different level. It was on a different level. The first Listening Party, I rate it a four. Didn't listen to the whole album. Kind of plain. Nothing really happened. Okay. Listening party number two, I give that a high nine. Listen to a polished album, all of the album, sick performance. He gets launched up in the sky at the end, which is crazy. And just an overall pretty good listening party. Listening party number three, it's like listening party number one and listening party number two had a baby. If that makes any sense. Just all the chaos on number one. Mixed with all the perfect parts on number two. This combined. So they rebuilt his childhood home in the middle of the stadium there. I don't know what stadium it was, but in Chicago. And there's a whole bunch of smoke flying around everywhere. So everything starts performing. And all of a sudden, the baby is on one of these songs that he wasn't on before or whatever. It was actually supposed to be Jay-Z, but they kicked off Jay-Z, which was like, what the hell? And all of a sudden, the baby's there at the house thing. So they're just chilling on the porch at this event. And all of a sudden, Marilyn Manson comes out. It's like, bro, why do you have like two controversial figures just chilling around you, Kanye? What the hell? Because if for for the people who don't know who Marilyn Manson is, he's this kind of like an edgy guy, pretty white, like a vampire almost. And uh, in the past, he's he's been like a convicted rapist or something like that 
something that termed sexual assault charges and stuff. And it's just like, why is it? He like he wasn't even any songs. And say like, what the hell? And then the baby recently with the homophobic words during La 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 Palooza or something like that. So it's like, why do you have these two people here? It's like makes no sense, especially as your entry. Like this is the beginning of the listening party. It's like what the hell? Anyways, they're chilling on the deck. And stuff coming out. There's a whole bunch of cars coming around, doing circles around this house. People, more cars. There's like three layers of cars and like three layers of like groups of people, like rings around the house. Just like randos, like no one important. But they're all dressed up in black. Still keeping the theme of listening party number two with like the bulletproof vest and the black mask and all that. Anyways, it keeps on going and you start noticing that he's cutting out like all the good people because Kid Cudi was supposed to be on some of these songs and he's just not there anymore. And more people start coming out from the uh, from the house. Travis Scott. Um, who else was there? Don Tolliver. There was another girl there who was on the album. Another like random guy who's apparently um, a son of a guy who was wrongly convicted in jail or something like that and he hasn't been released yet something like that and he was there yeah a bunch of little rappers just chilling but anyways then goes on and you start noticing like these weird samples that connie is switching out he had this one sample <laughs> the glubba nub nub i don't i don't really know how it goes but i'll see if i can play a clip here of it But yeah, he that song comes out of like nowhere. It's just like, what is going on here? It just the compared to listening party number two of the quality of the songs just like went downhill so bad. It just he took out every good part and just switched it with something terrible. But not going to lie, he did add like two or three new songs. And one of them was like straight up club hit. Like it just something you hear straight out of a club. And it, it was banging. So the we start getting to the end of the listening party. And the kind of cuts off to like this screen of Kanye sitting in a chair. Where this room is just catching on fire. It's like, what the hell is going on? And he starts, he's on fire and starts walking out. He gets out of the house on fire. It's like, what the hell? And then um, he gets put out, like extinguishers get put out. There was rumors of that he wanted to light the whole house on fire, but he couldn't because Chicago wouldn't let him. But anyways, that doesn't really matter. That happens. And then the song, the very last song ends. And there's this girl walking up to the house in a wedding gown like old wedding dress and all that stuff and you start looking at it and it was kind of getting filmed from behind so you couldn't really see her face but it was definitely kim kardashian she starts walking up and stuff and then the live stream ends with them basically kissing and they get married again like that's what it was it was a big stunt to get married since kim uh kim and yay Got the divorce like earlier this year, something like that, or last year. 
So, yeah, they're back together now. So, shout out to them. Come on the show. So, now I'm waiting if the album's going to drop. I hope it doesn't because I don't want that version of that album, <laughs> to be honest with you. But I wouldn't be complaining if they came out in that version. So, yeah, that was like my past two weeks. Pretty exciting stuff. Hopefully, you guys had a pretty good week, past week. Good day today, I hope. Yeah, I'll uh, leave it up as that. I'll see you guys in the next episode. Make sure to follow the Instagram page, Freaking Ridiculous Podcast. Bunch of underscores underneath that stuff. And that's where you get notified when the new episode's up. The best way, 100%. All right, peace. Freaking ridiculous.